Hello, Scream Demons, and welcome to the Screens from the Basement podcast with Sam and Casey. This is a bi-weekly horror podcast in which two horror fans discuss all things horror, including news, recent watches, horror collectibles, and more. I am one of your hosts, Casey. And I'm Sam. And, and let's, let's get, get screaming. screaming. What is up, Sam? Man, it's been a while since we've done this. It's It's been a while. Uh, anyway, hello, people, uh, everybody out there listening. Welcome to the Screens from the Basement podcast. Uh, man, if you don't know who we are, uh, let's introduce ourselves first and foremost. This is our first episode, episode one uh, from Screens from the Basement. I am one of your co-hosts, Casey Kelderman, uh, myself and my co-host, Sam Lenz. Uh, we, we hosted a few podcasts in the past that you may have heard of. Uh, including Backlot 605, The Killer Countdown, Slashlot. Oh my God, now we're on the onto another one, Sam. Uh, this one, All Things Horror, which is something near and dear to, to our horror-loving hearts. Um, and I think we'll talk about that as we get going here in, the, in this first episode, at least for, for, for introductions and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we... You can't keep us from talking about horror for very long. I mean, we never stop sure. talking about horror. Uh, it's just that we're narcissists and we think we need to record <laughs> ourselves and post it on the internet. Yeah. You should be listening to our thoughts too, internet. We don't want to just keep it in a chat between me and Sam. We want the whole world to know about the nonsense we watch. Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what you and I watch usually. And, and that's... I think people come to realize that as we get into the show, if they've never heard you and I talk about movies together before, is that we we have very similar tastes, but when mm-hmm. they differ, they they really differ. Yeah. And it's quite quite, I don't know, quite funny how how our tastes disalign or, or realign. Yeah. I mean, I feel like both of us run very hot and cold with movies. Like yeah there's not a lot of movies where it's like oh yeah that was fine like i'm a i'm a movie lover i love movies or i just don't like them (laughs) (laughs) that's i don't know that's just how i've always been my letterbox is ridiculous so (laughs) yeah and also i think you and i watch movies not singular movies differently but like how we consume movies as a whole differently because you want you do a lot of rewatches oh yeah and i don't usually and if i do it's horror horror is usually my go-to for rewatches yep i i get stuck on movies and i repeat them like songs throughout years like yeah it's crazy (laughs) as i'm i I look up in my office that has basically become just a horror room uh it's terrifying in here um there's a chopping mall poster hanging up right above me and that's one (laughs) that i immediately go to where i'm like that's one of sam's like go-to like rewatches always oh yeah if i'm if i'm struggling to pick anything it's chopping malls the movie that i'm like nine times out of ten if i'm just mindlessly scrolling through my streaming channels and i'm just like ah nothing sounds good it's gonna be chopping mall. <laughs> it's gonna be chopping i just i don't even log it on letterboxd <laughs> unless it's like <laughs> like you guys should just know i watch chopping mall at least once a month <laughs> i think that that movie has kind of become a staple of like at least you and i is like that's that's a sam and casey movie oh yeah 100 percent 
100%. And I actually, I found that movie because of the killer countdown. Because of the slashers with no sequels list that you and Matt Petty made. Yeah, that movie. Like, yeah. That and like that's a, a, like, a, like a subsequent rewatch movie for me too, where I'm like, I'm just, I, I constantly, for, for the first year I saw it, I watched it like four times like that year. So it's, it's it, Chopping Mall is going to be a movie that, I think eventually we should just do a whole episode on just because it is yeah. like that kind of movie between you and I. Yeah. Like enough 100%. to talk about just, just chopping mall. But uh, we'll get to that episode at some point. Uh, should we introduce like the format of what this show is going to entail? Yeah, I think so. Because we put some thought into this. Yeah, we did. At least... <laughs> at least a one chat's worth of thought into this <laughs> no no we actually did put some thought into this we're gonna have some segments which is gonna be very cool uh kicking things off uh every time we do these uh first of all we're gonna be doing these uh every two weeks which is bi-weekly so yep. so two episodes a month maybe three if there's a third week that falls in there who knows yeah or if there's just a week that we're like, oh my God, we have to talk about something. <laughs> we have to talk about Chopping Mall now. We, we just got to get yeah. it out of the way. No, so every, every other week, look out for an episode. Um, I guess whenever this one drops, look out for the next one two weeks from now because we haven't decided when these are yeah. going to drop. So two weeks from now, you'll get another episode. Um, but like format wise, uh, yeah, segments. Uh, first off, uh, we're going to have a segment called Seller News. Uh, which is going to be kind of themed with the title of this show, uh, Screams from the Basement, uh, in which we're going to talk about horror news uh, from the last couple weeks. Uh, en enough that we're at least interested in what's dropping. Like, if we don't care, like, yeah. if we don't care, we're not going to talk about it. Like, it's our show. Yeah. So if we don't want to talk about it, we won't. We won't. But uh, there's a couple news pieces we'll talk about this week. But uh, what's our other segment? Sam. After seller news, we get to go into what are you doobie doing? And while that might sound like a drug reference, it's actually a Scooby reference. Hashtag because do heads. hashtag do heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this segment is just it's kind of like a recent watches. What have you been doing to stay spooky year round? We're mm -hmm. going to share some like horror collectibles, finds that we've had in the last few weeks, that type of thing. Um, and yeah, we decided to name it after our favorite pal, Scooby-Doo. He's our boy, Scooby and Shaggy and the gang. They're our, they're our homies. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about Scooby-Doo, at least when we watch Scooby then. Um, but I'm really excited to talk about like other stuff aside from movies during that. Yeah. Because both of us are like, horror is our life besides our movie mm -hmm. watching. So I'm excited to talk about that. I mean, I see your background and my background both have just like horror stuff oh, yeah. everywhere. So. Yeah, I got my yeah. little Mr. Stay Puffed in the corner back there. I see him. He's hanging out with Buzz and Woody and Jesse. Yeah. Looks like. yeah. <laughs> yes. They they don't stay up very well. <laughs> they're they're sleeping. They get up when you leave that room, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then our last uh, topic for now, uh, before we, we'll, we'll introduce new topics down the road or segments, I guess, uh, will be kind of just our main broad topic, uh, the title of each episode. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about 10 most anticipated movies for 2023 uh, in the horror genre, because uh, 2022 is coming to, a, to an end, or by the time the episode comes out, uh, it'll be gone and we'll be into 2023 uh so why not talk about some movies we're excited to check out this upcoming year so pretty stoked to talk about uh kind of our 10 
roughly most anticipated movies of the year. Oh, yeah. Some of these, I get the idea that I am probably more excited for than you and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there are a few movies on this list that I know I've told you, like, nah, I'm not going to, I don't care about that. And there are a few movies on this list that you've been like, nah, I don't care about that. But then there are also, like, a couple movies on this list that's like, oh, my God, we're both stoked for this. (laughs) I think all of them uh yeah they're all theatrical that we're talking about uh yeah i I do i I, i'm planning on checking out all these in the in the theater this year so uh yeah anyway should we should we get into our our first segment then sam yeah let's do it all right ladies and gentlemen this is seller news the latest horror news at least from the last two weeks that we decide to talk about uh first piece of news is a movie that we are going to talk about later in the main topic but the first trailer uh for scream six and the poster just dropped as well uh scream six trailer ghostface takes a uh subway to manhattan uh sam what it what, what was your initial thoughts watching this we haven't really talked about this at all actually actually no you and i have not um here's what i'll say i i'm very excited for scream six i hope that they do something really different and groundbreaking with it because i i think i liked scream five i'm just gonna call it scream five I think I liked Scream 5 more than you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, for sure. Because I've, like, that was one that I kind of put on a lot this year. Um, it was just kind of a fun turn-your-brain-off slasher for me. Um, it didn't have the extra wow punch, though, that, like, I think the original, I mean, let's be honest, the original four have. Uh, even three without Kevin Williamson is still, I think, marginally better than Scream 5. Mm-hmm weirdly enough but um scream six looks to be different and this teaser gave us something different like ghost space on a crowded subway is kind of terrifying uh looks like it maybe is taking place around halloween maybe because there's a lot of costumes on this train uh did you catch the samara weaving bride from ready or not cosplay yeah i was gonna say there's a couple easter eggs in there there's someone in a in a hockey mask too so yeah there's a jason mask yep yep yeah i I mean so yeah it's it doesn't show much i really hope that uh that uh um mindy meeks is safe because that trailer definitely gives me mindy meeks is not safe vibes and she was one of my favorite characters from (laughs) scream five one of my favorite of the new cast uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped for this. I hope that they do something different and I hope that they have copious homages to Jason takes Manhattan, which is a really <clears throat> crappy movie that I love. <laughs> I hope go, it ends with Ghostface falling into a vat of acid and becoming a weird child. Like in that. Yes. Jason yeah, takes it Manhattan. has yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's the funniest ending <laughs> to a slasher ever. It's so dumb. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought this was a fine teaser for kind of just like like wetting our appetite for what we're gonna get in Scream Six. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it shows off the the main cast that's left over from Scream Five. Uh, at least the new cast. Um, we don't get to see any returning um cast like Courtney Cox, who I think is in this movie. Correct? Yes, yeah, she is in this movie, and there have been set photos of her okay. on. Uh, like there have been photos of her on set so 
Okay. She's definitely confirmed for it. Um, Hayden Panettiere is coming back. Kirby, one yep. of the the standout characters from a, a personal favorite Scream of mine, Scream Four. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't love Scream Five. Scream Five uh, kind of felt a little too much like Scream Four, which I think just did it better because it had better characters overall and the Wes Craven factor. But I'm excited for a new setting. Most uh, most importantly for this movie, I'm excited for them to get out of Woodsboro. I'm excited to be in a you know having a proper horror movie set in new york because i can't think of the last one that we've had where it's like new york city is the backdrop for this horror movie yeah yeah it has been quite a while and when you think of new york horror there really hasn't been much since the 80s that really it's a very 70s 80s thing to do new york horror yeah yeah so i'm yeah I'm cautiously optimistic on this one. I'm not getting my hopes too high, but I'm also gonna, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked for it. I I love Ready or Not. I really like Scream 5, even if I don't love it. And uh, yeah, I'm sure Scream 6 will have some fun surprises. I'll ask you this before we kind of, I'll use this as our transition to the next piece of news. Is Stu Mocker dead? I think so. I, I, I Kevin, Kevin Williamson himself has said he's dead yeah. in the last couple weeks so I'm like oh no I, yeah I'm yeah. starting to lean towards yeah we're moving on from that and I'm okay with that because having him still be alive I get that like Scream is always taking like tropes and subverting them but it also kind of has to be somewhat grounded in realism and having a yeah you know but then mean? there's a there's the ghost of uh skeet ulrich in screen five and i'm like what is this yeah but that could just be schizophrenic hallucinations I, I so. guess, I guess. <laughs> uh but speaking of mr matthew lillard uh he has been cast alongside josh hutcherson in blumhouse's five night at five nights at freddy's uh sam do you know anything about five nights at freddy's um, I know it's really popular with middle schoolers because when I worked as a middle school tutor, kids would like whenever kids would find out I was into horror, that's what they'd try and talk to me about. And I never had any clue what they were talking about. I like it looks cool, it looks fun. Um, I love the artwork that I've seen from Five Nights at Freddy's. I've never I've never read any of the like comics or watched the web series or whatever it is. Uh, I think it's, a, it's a video game first, right? Was it a video game? Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Okay. But now it's okay, this big so. multimedia thing, entity. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't, I mean, I'm always excited to see Matthew Lillard do horror no matter what it is. So mm-hmm. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be at this. This will be my Five Nights at Freddy's introduction. I'll probably I, uh, see some former students in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I only recently got into like horror video games. Like me and Kalo do a lot of watching of the like gameplay yeah. watching um which i find to kind of be like the scariest way to experience horror at least like still get under my skin because yeah. horror movies have kind of desensitized me by watching so many of them um but i've watched a little of like five nights at freddy's and it wasn't like my my bag where i'm like i get why this is popular with middle schoolers mm-hmm. but it's matthew lillard I think that's yeah. the selling point of having a, 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 a horror star. I would call him, yeah, definitely a horror star. Yeah. Uh, in, He's in, a screen in king. Movie. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I'm excited, yeah, to have him in this movie. Like, uh, I'm trying to uh, think of the other... 13 Ghosts is the movie I'm thinking of, where that movie is not good, He's but Matthew great, Lillard yeah. in it is, like, the most entertaining thing to watch in that movie. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping if Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie is not good, at least Matthew Lillard is doing something like that in it. Yep. And Josh Hutcherson is always pretty solid too. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the Hulu original, the uh, Future Man that he did that was like a ripoff of The Last Starfighter meets Terminator. I think you would dig it. It's produced by Seth Rogen and uh, it's got a little, it's more like a sci-fi action type of thing, but there's some horror-ish stuff in it from time to time because of that Terminator kind of influence i guess mm-hmm. yeah it's it's solid josh hutcherson is i don't know he kind of won me over with that and ever since i've kind of enjoyed seeing him pop up in things so speaking of people popping up and things if you guys uh, had the chance to watch terrifier 2 uh this past year you might have seen this guy's name pop up in the credits and then him not show up till after the credits that is aew superstar chris jericho who is set to star in the horror uh wrestling themed movie dark match i get i'll take the reins on this sam do you know who chris jericho is i do know who chris okay jericho okay is, yes yeah, so. we have a th- me. I, I'm trying to get Sam into wrestling. It's something <laughs> that's gonna. That's one of my goals for 2023 is get Sam into wrestling because I'm a huge wrestling nerd. I know Sam's likes. I think like if he got into it, you would just love wrestling. Um, and Chris Jericho is probably a great guy to like ease your your way into it because he does combine m- like the theatrics of movies with the sport of wrestling. Um, okay but yeah like i said he popped up at the (laughs) at the end of terrifier 2 in the after credit scene even though he's like fifth build at the beginning of the movie um which i found hilarious uh intentionally or or not i found that very hilarious um i think multiverse of madness did that with charlie's theron too her name was in the credit before her mid credit scene (laughs) that's right what are we doing here, people? Uh, <laughs> Chris Jericho is a ton of fun to, to, to watch on screen. Massive horror fan, too. So to see him do this, uh, I kind of read the plot a little bit. It's like this wrestling. I, I assume Chris Jericho is playing a wrestler in this movie. Um, and this group of wrestlers or the town that this wrestling group is in uh, is taken over by a cult. So it's like cults plus horror plus wrestling all in one. So. I don't know. I think it's that a sounds, very, it's a cool concept. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. Uh, I'll watch that one with you, Casey. <laughs> cool. I'll get you into wrestling before that, so you can be like, "Oh yeah, Chris Jericho." Yeah, get all the inside jokes, and I'm sure there will be cameos. I if hope it's a so. wrestling horror movie, like they're going to have a bunch of wrestlers. I hope so. there, right. I yeah. hope so. I hope it's like uh, uh, McGruber, where all the wrestlers show up and just blow up in a van. <laughs> including chris jericho in that movie <laughs> yep yep oh yeah. my god <laughs> mcgruber what a blast from the past i have not yeah. watched that movie in so long yeah i have actually never seen mcgruber i've only ever watched that scene oh really yeah oh god you would dig it if you like so. stuff like hot rod and like pop star you would dig mcgruber yeah, yeah. all right mcgruber coming into the show later 
<laughs> we can you can be horrorish. Sure, sure. Casey, now I gotta ask you a question. Yeah. We talk about seller news. Mm-hmm. So what are you doobie doing lately? Uh, what am I doobie doing lately? It is the holiday season as we're recording this, uh, between uh Christmas and New Year's. So uh my my December, as far as like recent watches go, has been filled with like a lot of horror, Christmas horror. Um, so I'll just read a couple that I've been been watching, and you and I watched a couple of these t- together. Um, mm-hmm. We watched Joe Bob's uh, what was it called? Christmas Yuletide or something like that. Uh, Gultide get Gultide together. Get together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we watched Don't Open Till Christmas. Uh, yeah. That was a ton of fun to watch with Joe oh my Bob. God. The Hell movie's yeah. not good. No, but it's having, terrible. <laughs> having kind of this like uh, watch along atmosphere to to don't open till Christmas is a perfect way to watch it. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. It's a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun to watch with Joe Bob and Darcy. And it's exactly the type of movie that I love when Joe like those are the types of movies I love Joe Bob playing mm-hmm. because they're just. I don't know. You can check your brain at the door and just have fun with them. And Joe Bob brings the brain and the knowledge and you don't have to bring anything. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That was a ton of fun to, to, to watch with Joe Bob. Uh, Will I ever watch that movie again? And yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I might. I'm not going to lie. It was fun. I I thought it was fun. uh some other christmas themed horror movies i've been watching uh lately i watched uh, a bunch of the killer santa movies uh including violent night uh with david harbour um have you seen violent night i have not so i think we're gonna i'm just gonna buy it because i know i'm gonna love it it's from the it's from the david or chad stahelski's uh like stunt group right like they did the stunts for it the john wick people yeah yep okay yeah then i'm just gonna buy it because that they have not produced a movie yet that hasn't been like a ton of fun Mm -hmm. that i've wanted that i haven't wanted to watch over and over again and i think that's the best way i describe it for people kind of on the fence about it's a ton of fun it's what you expect uh besides david harbour i think everybody's not very fun to watch besides john leguizamo Mm -hmm who's the villain of the movie i think he's a ton of fun um but like the they spend a lot of time trying to build characters where you're like yeah let's just get to santa murdering people (laughs) Uh, speaking of santa murdering people i know you don't care for this movie uh but i finally watched silent night deadly night the original yeah i loved it uh it is perfect amount of 80 sleaze to keep me entertained throughout um and a ton of fun kills uh the Linnea Quigley antler scene is like an all-timer in my mind now of of slasher scenes uh ton of fun but I think the best killer Santa movie is a movie you and I both really 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 dig uh Christmas Bloody Christmas Joe Bagos classic uh yeah I'll say classic uh new release it's a modern Um, classic yeah it is it is yeah instant classic uh this will go on my my watches every Christmas now, alongside like Black Christmas and stuff. Like, yeah, this is a, a, so much fun. This. Every time sh- I've gone onto Shutter TV and Shutter's been playing this, I've just stopped it and it just 
watched it from wherever it's at. I love this movie. It's and mm-hmm. it might honestly be in my top five horror of this year. I love it that mm-hmm. much. It's I, in my top five favorite movies this year, period. Yeah. Of yeah, 2022. Just, yeah. Oh, it's got this punk rock raw energy yeah. to it. Like it's not a perfect movie, but I think that's what I like about it so much. Mm-hmm. Is like it's it's not it it's not like a oh my god, I love this. This is a five-star movie. It's uh oh my god, I love this. This is a dirty, grimy, kind of like at times just not good but just entertaining as hell you know like ah there's just something about it that hit all the right notes for me and yeah i dug it i dug it a lot yeah christmas bloody christmas rules uh joe bagos is one of my favorite directors right now i still think bliss is probably a better movie but like i think this is my favorite of his work so far i can't wait to see what he does next and the fact that like i watched it at home weather's been awful here and I just want to stay home during this kind of weather. But the fact that it played in theaters nationwide, I think is truly yeah. remarkable and props to Shudder for, for putting this movie out like that for people to watch. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Krampus. I'll leave <laughs> it at that. Still not your thing? Still doesn't work for me. Uh, I will say the the like Jack in the Box scene in the attic. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that rules. I... that. Yeah, I, I love, love that scene. the creature I love that design. Scene. I've watched that movie. Like, I didn't even put it on my recent watches because it's just a every season one for me. I think I've watched it three times this month. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. That movie just doesn't work for me. This is my third time watching it, I think. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. it kind of stays the same. Um, a movie that has like kind of grows on me every time I watch it, though. Black Christmas 2006. I love this movie. It's so much fun. So gross, gory. I think the ending is kind of awful where it's like in the hospital and not in the house. I don't think that works, but I think the rest of the movie with the the sorority house aspect really works and is gross and grimy. And I think if it was released today, people would look at it a little differently. I know it's not your thing. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah. I find that one borderline unwatchable, but <laughs> I dig it. Um, my last, like, I get, I get why you did it. I just don't. <laughs> I, I'm sick. I love eyeball gore. So like Lucio Fulci is my boy. So this movie yeah. has so much eyeball gore. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the least of that movie's problems though. It's the initial turnoff for me, but it's not what keeps me. <laughs> like if, if it was just the eyeball gore, I'd be like, yeah, it's not my thing, but it's an okay movie. But oh man, there's just so much in that movie that just actively turns me off from it. <laughs> I don't know. I dig it. I dig it. It's a, it's a gross, grimy movie. I get if people don't like it. Um, yeah. My last one's here for, for like movie watching uh, will kind of tie into like other stuff, I guess um i watched and you watched part of this too with me before we watched joe bob uh i watched the 12 slays of christmas which is like full <laughs> moons uh i got the tail end of it yeah yeah full moon's latest uh straight to to full moon streaming services movie um which i think they do i think it's at least one a month or once every two weeks they release a new movie on full moon features <laughs> of course uh, they do this one's 45 minutes it is basically scenes from other full moon movies 
as this group of girls is opening Christmas presents from a creepy uh, Tales from the Crypt, crypt, crypt keeper looking dude. Uh, and they're full moon toys that you can buy on their website. Um, <laughs> and it's a, it's just a 45 minute commercial to buy their toys. And I kind of give props to them for having the balls to do it. And it was fun to watch for 45 minutes, but it's not a real movie. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so I was trying to think of like other full moon Christmas movies. Um, and the closest thing we could think of is the ginger dead man. Yeah. I, that's I realized this movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's barely a movie. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I realized but it's barely a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a ginger dead man in it and he's voiced by Gary Busey. And it's, this movie's not good. Uh, I love Charlie band. I love full moon. Uh, other recent things I've been reading. Uh, it came from the video aisle, which is like this huge book on the history of, of full moon. And it's super interesting, super in-depth, tons of interviews with people. Um, But man, this Ginger Dead Man did not work for me. I realized watching it, I'm like, oh man, I've never seen this movie before. Now I know why. Uh, It's just not very good or not very fun either, but yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Yeah. I guess that was it for recent watches. Do you want me to share like our other stuff outside of horror? watches uh sure i can do i can do by sam both first collectibles what do you do be doing <laughs> uh what i've been doobie doing is i've been quoting a lot of scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed for some reason recently i've not watched that movie in a few weeks okay a few, a few months, weeks <laughs> but <laughs> usually it's only a few weeks it's actually been a few months and i think that's why i've started to quote it because my brain is telling me like it's time to watch that mm-hmm. again uh, I love those movies. Um, we kind of covered a couple of my recent watches. I don't have much more, but um, I did watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. I watched the Joe Bob presentation of that um, and the 74 Black Christmas, which that was that was mm-hmm. just a classic. I don't yeah. have anything to say on that one. <laughs> but Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, I don't like the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. I watched the 2012 remake, Silent Night, which is a very loose remake. And I did not like that. But I was like, I'm going to watch this because it's Joe Bob. And I watched it for Joe Bob and ended up kind of loving the movie. <laughs> it's not good. No, It's a clip show. It's like the first 40 minutes are a clip show of the first movie, mm-hmm. um, including sequences that I didn't even like from the first movie. So it started off and I'm like, oh, this is not my thing at all. And then when it like turns into the movie that it should have just been the whole time, I love it from then on i love ricky i think Mm -hmm. he's oh god garbage day i was gonna say it as one of the all-timer bad movie lines (laughs) garbage day (laughs) the the whole yeah the whole second half of that movie had me just like busting a gut and you know maybe that wasn't the movie's intention but any movie that makes me laugh that heartily i can't not give at least three stars to <laughs> uh and then one movie that i unironically like just genuinely love and think is one of the best movies of the year maybe even one of my just general favorites is the menu with anya taylor joy nicholas holt and ray fines casey you haven't seen this movie yet I haven't yet 
it comes to streaming on January 3rd. I expect your thoughts by the morning of January 4th because this movie is just, I don't know, man. This movie, I loved it. It's, it's not what I thought it was going to be at all. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, it's a dark comedy. It's like, it deserves to be up there in the mentioned in the same breath as the greats like Heathers and Midsommar. I consider Midsommar a dark comedy too, because that movie's funny as hell. Um, oh my God. If you don't laugh through Midsommar, you're doing it wrong. Okay. I don't, I don't usually laugh through Midsommar. No. <sighs> so um but yeah no okay so maybe you won't laugh throughout no you will you'll laugh throughout the menu because the menu is genuinely hilarious um but it's also very dark and it's also a little touching like there's a there's a poignancy to it that i was taken aback by uh if ray fines wasn't in the grand budapest hotel as m gustav this would be my favorite ray fines performance i just think he's tremendous in this anya taylor joy is incredible you want to punch Nicholas Holt in the face the entire time he's on screen. And he does that so well. Um, I already wanted to beforehand. So that'll yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he trades in on that very well in this movie. It's great. I, yeah, I dug it. Um, it made me, it made me so hungry for a cheeseburger. Um, and once you watch it, you'll understand why uh, it's just, I don't know. It's one of, it's one of my favorite, but I went to the theaters to see it. There wasn't very many people in. And that's kind of how I've been liking my theater experiences lately because then you just don't have to worry about other people. And it's been it's my favorite theater experience I've had in a long time. And I mean, I watched Top Gun this year, like Maverick. And I still think the menu was a better theater experience. I, I just, I dug it. Um, it's not a must-see on the big screen, but when it hits streaming... I hope everybody checks it out. I hope it finds an audience because it's it's one of my favorites of the year. I dig it. Yeah, that's one. As soon as it hits streaming, we're we're planning on checking out. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I've heard nothing yeah. but great things. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Like, if someone asked or, or if someone told me they didn't like this movie, I just it's one of those where I'm like, I just have a hard time understanding that point of view. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those where like, I respect it, whatever, if it's not your thing, but God, it just, I don't know. Checked we all can't my be friends. We can't be friends anymore. If they don't. Yeah. We it. can't be friends anymore. Okay. Like you better like this movie, okay. Casey, or we're only going to have one po- or one episode <laughs> of screams from the basement. That's it. <laughs> All right, Sam, what else? Is that all your recent watches since I stole half of yours? Yeah, no, that's fine. I got to geek out about Christmas Bloody Christmas, man. God, the movie rules. It does. (laughs) Uh, Okay, other stuff. Did you, what what do you got for uh, other things to talk about uh, for things you've been doobie doing? So, you know what's kind of funny? I actually have a couple things from Supercon to show off. Okay. Because. Maria did a lot of her Christmas shopping at Supercon every day. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, I was surprised by a few things. I have this really cool new ink piece of Bride of Frankenstein with Elsa Lanchester as Mary Shelley in there too. That like, rules. I freaking love this. I'm getting it framed. I'm so excited. Who did, who did the this, artwork? 
Um, it was, I cannot read the signature. It's like CM. It was the female. Comic. I think it's Clara who did the poster yes, for Super. Clara. Cool. Yeah, that's who it is. So she did I the think poster she's from and Sioux she Falls, did this yeah. artwork. Is she? Oh my God. Well, this is like one of my favorite art pieces so. I've ever been gifted. I love it. And then I got from Moose's Marvelous Woodburn. Oh, that Pumpkinhead piece. <laughs> Isn't this the coolest thing? I freaking love Pumpkinhead. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. These are all things I'm going to hang up. And then she stopped by the Brick Bros or whatever they're called. Bro- brick guys, Brick Builders, the Lego people. Okay. At, at Supercon? Yeah, at okay. Supercon. And she got me all the little slasher icons like Chucky. I got Freddy. I got Pennywise and Michael Myers. Yeah. And Sam from Trick or Treat. Oh, obviously. Man. What other yeah. Sam would I be thinking? Leatherface. Your, yourself. Yeah, myself. And then I brought like my favorite of the bunch. I got Jack Collins from The Shining. I love the like receding hairline on the Lego. I know, it's so great. <laughs> it's like that one. That one's just my favorite, and it's he's just. It's so freaking movie accurate. I don't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's those are my big. They're not like huge collectibles mm-hmm. or anything, but they were just cool things. I I just, they were awesome. I was really I was really excited when I. And I opened all of them. Uh, yeah, those are cool. I'm going to have to pick up some of those Legos, I think, this year. I've been putting it off every year at Supercon. I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to have to just do it. Because those are cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah they're, they're Lego figures, but they're cool Lego <laughs> figures. <laughs> and my, I don't own any Legos right now. In terms of my no. collection, I have. I have zero Legos. But as soon as they release like a Universal Monster set, yeah, like you can build dr frankenstein's laboratory or something i'm yeah i'm picking those up but uh the stuff i got is also like my christmas gifts um my parents gifted me uh x and pearl uh oh nice on dvd i've watched x uh in the theater i haven't watched pearl yet so excited to check that out so yeah um I also picked up the, since we talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2, I picked up the Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, 4, and 5. Uh, On Vestron? Yes. Blu-ray yes. set. Yes. Uh, Sam, I will gift you the uh, the digital code so you can watch those, and maybe next December we can do <laughs> the Silent Night Hell movies yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, oh, my God. I haven't seen any of the sequels besides uh, the second one. I haven't either. Um, I've heard they get crazier and better yeah. as they go. Brian Usna directs one of them, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I should be watching this already. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, some like other gifts I got. I got myself a Christmas gift because, again, we said this at the beginning of the show. I'm nar- yeah. We're both narcissistic. Right? That's why we're doing a horror podcast. Um, but I had, right behind me, as you, you can see, Sam, no one else can. Yes. Uh, there's the Freddy wall. That's that's the what Freddy it, wall. What it, what it's called? It's just Freddy Krueger stuff. Uh, there's a poster Kayla got me right there behind me. Yeah. Um, it's a cool poster. It looks I like Freddy from out. like part five. Yeah. He's like falling apart, and there's souls coming out of him. Um, yeah. but then I picked up the NECA Nightmare on Elm Street nice. Freddy. 
for myself for Christmas because I I need more Freddy figures. But this oh, is from the yeah. from the first one. It includes the uh, the the self uh, the not the cell phone <laughs> Nancy's phone with the tongue coming out of it. I love that uh, when he cuts his fingers off and they start like oozing green stuff out of him. <laughs> Uh, and then his face, like when he rips his own face off. So I, oh, awesome. it's a super cool figure. Uh, I don't know if I'll take it out of the box or not. We'll see. Uh, and then Kayla got me the first of probably many of these because it's going to be an addiction as soon as I get one. Uh, NECA's Monster, uh, Universal Monster Collection. Uh, this is the first one I got. It is the Wolfman, the black and white version of Lon Chaney Jr.'s The Wolfman. Um, this is the first one, like I said, that I've gotten. Um, and that means I need to pick up Dr. or uh, Frankenstein's Monster Bride, Dracula. Mm -hmm. The creature, Invisible Man one is Invisible so Man, cool. The Mummy. So it's just going to become an, addi an addiction now to, to pick those up. <laughs> yep. I need to draw yep. the line sometimes with these figures, but if you get one, you, you kind of got to get them all. We have to do a like classic Universal Monster episode sometime. Hell yeah. I love those movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Absolutely in. All right. I think that's it for my... That's all you're doobie uh, doing? I think that's all I've been doobie doing lately. That's a lot of doobie doing. Though, so. That is, we both had a lot of doobie doing going on in the last couple <laughs> of weeks. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of doobie doing going on this year as well in 2023. Yep. Um, 2022 was kind of an insane year. I think a lot of people are like, man, this was a great year for horror. Guys, every year is a great year for horror. Like, come on, who are we kidding? Mm -hmm. uh, and it I, has been ever since like 2014, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say like since, yeah, probably, yeah, 20. 14 like the one that comes to mind where i'm like horror kind of turned in my mind is your next where people yeah. like the adam wingard that group of guys when they started releasing stuff to theaters i think was when horror really took yeah. a, a nice turn into a good direction pretty much where we are now um into 2023 and i i'm expecting the same here for most of these movies to be a ton of fun or uh stuff that we're going to be talking about the end of the year next year so should we jump into our top 10 most anticipated horror movies of 2023 hell yeah all right so uh the way we kind of have these lined up is uh we have a one through ten with and we'll just kind of go by order of release date this is no like favorite to least favorite to most excited anything like that it's just by release date and then we have a few honorable mentions at the end um, and this kind of lined up perfectly because the honorable mentions do not have a release date at this moment. So uh, we'll kind of be able to talk about those uh, just in a broad idea of when we'll, we'll get to see those. But number one, at least uh, the first movie coming out here in 2023 is a movie I think we're both very excited for. Um, she's been the talk of the, the Internet for the last while. Coming out January 13th, Megan from Blumhouse long-awaited legacy horror sequel to drake and josh make <laughs> uh yeah no this this movie looks insane i'm so excited uh the fact that it's from the same people that did malignant um that just i mean what more do you want of course it's gonna be good malignant was great uh 
this movie is okay so when i first heard about it i'm like yeah sure i don't know what i really think of this and then that trailer but it's the, the first trailer attitude of it yes it has <laughs> kind of become uh I don't know. It's a bit of a life of its own right now of this, the marketing for this movie where it's definitely leaning into the zanier aspects of it of like, yeah, yeah, we know this is a goofy doll coming to life. So let's lean into this as a goofy doll coming to life AI movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when the first trailer features almost an entire like 20 seconds of your scary doll just like dancing super weird (laughs) you know that this movie is gonna be yeah (laughs) this movie is gonna be insane it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be fun i yeah i i can't wait for this this might be i know we're talking about this first as the number one or whatever but this might be my most anticipated of next year i'm very excited yeah the uh yeah the zaniness of this movie is what's selling i think everybody on it uh the fact that it is in january makes me even more excited which usually is like the dumping ground for movies uh Mm. underwater was released in january though and that cracked my top five you know like january horror has some gems every once Mm -hmm. in a while these are yeah these are usually like the original ips that have some sort of hook or buzz around them that way where they're just this they're they're the concept not really the movie star ones that we'll talk about later or like the franchise ones uh yeah and they're very hit or miss though underwater i think is a huge exception to the january horror movie oh i agree i i agree it's i think megan's gonna fall more towards that (laughs) yes i do too i do too i like that studios are now like if something is genuinely good and they know that it can make money in January without a whole lot of strong competition, I like that they're actually putting them out in January. Mm-hmm. It allows them to, you know, Megan could have been released in October or in the in the fall season, but it's going to be going up against a lot of other stuff. It's going to be going up against legacy sequels and all that. And for it to come out in January, it's going to rock the socks off the box office. I mean, this this is a bone of like this is a sure hit. If yeah. this flops, I would be shocked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think the like smile the in 2022 where it had this kind mm-hmm. of viral marketing behind it. Megan's has that kind of same vibe going for it, and has really yeah. no other competition, at least in the horror genre for for net for 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 the entire month of January. So, uh, next up, we have. The return of M. Night Shyamalan to the big screen, Knock at the Cabin, which comes out February 3rd. I'm super stoked for this movie. Um, yeah. M. Night is one of my f- favorite filmmakers ever. I Even the bad ones, I sort of dig, besides Last Airbender. But uh, anytime he comes out with a new movie, I'm, I'm at least intrigued to check out. The trailer for this movie has me hooked um super excited to see dave batista in this movie who's looking like one already he's already the best wrestler turned actor i think there's no contest anymore um two i think he's looks like he's gonna get like be given a performance or giving a performance that he can actually 
sink into in this movie. And uh, I don't know what the movie is about. I've never read the uh, the book that this is based on, but uh, M. Night Shyamalan with this concept that we've seen in the trailer, I think is a perfect match. Yes. So here's what I'll say. I am very uh-oh, excited uh-oh, for this movie. Okay. I'm very excited. Okay. No, like I, I will be there. I think that the marketing has left Paul Tremblay and his novel out of like the entire thing. Like they are very much marketing it as an M Night idea, and that bums me out a little bit. I'm like, I feel like because I've read the book. Mm-hmm. The book is haunting. Okay. <laughs> I. I don't know why they're separating. Maybe M. Night's like, well, if people have read the book, they know the twist. They don't want, I don't want them to know that. But I'm like, God, that's not a reason. That's not a reason to take someone's name off their work. But I get it. So I'm excited. I think it's purely a mark. should at least Google Paul Tremblay's name and yeah. look up Cabin in the, at the End of the World uh, because that's what the book is called. Uh, very good. Very good, very uh, very effective horror read. But yes, Knock at the Cabin looks awesome. I echo everything you say about Batista. I'm so freaking pumped to see him chew into a villain role like this. Uh, I, I was just going to say about the not having the book's author, Paul Tremblay, involved. I think it's just kind of a marketing thing. I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with M. Night. Because uh, no, you like, look so at either. any other book the side even i mean harry potter that you don't put like jk rowling's harry potter above it you know it's it's just the title um i think in this case it should at least be on the poster or we'll see when the movie comes out i guess too if it puts like they'll have to give them credit or something Yeah. yeah so i don't know that's how you sell a movie even m knight's name I, I think he still gets a few snickers when people see his name pop yeah. up in a trailer and those people are wrong because M night rules as a, <laughs> as a filmmaker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm super stoked for this movie. Cannot wait to watch it. Uh, he's had, Oh, I was about to say nothing but bangers since like the visit, but glass was fine. I still haven't seen glass. It's yeah. It's I fine. like unbreakable. I like split. I know what glass does and mm-hmm. I'm like that sounds it sounds cool in concept I don't know if like it's fun to watch the concept you know? yeah, yeah it's better as the concept than what M Night does with it I guess yeah 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 and and so, old is one of my favorite movie going experiences of the last couple of years that was I did enjoy so much fun to watch the theater with you it was a lot of fun to watch uh I don't think a, I've giggled so much at a movie in a in a, yeah. in, in a theater and the theater was packed. It too, was, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think I might be giggling at this one though. Uh, coming out also in February. Um, I think it's like a one night only Fathom event. Probably. Uh, for for this movie, it is. Uh, oh brother, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you something, Casey? Yeah. I am all for using existing IP and turning it on its head and yes. subverting it and perverting it and doing all sorts of like, and I, I think that it's great that Winnie the Pooh has entered the public IP and that filmmaker is able to take the works of A.A. Milne and turn it into a disgusting slasher <laughs> film. But I love Winnie the Pooh so much that I won't be watching this. I just can't, mm-hmm. man. There's a disconnect in my brain. You know what I mean? I get like, it. Yeah, yeah. 
it's cool that it's here but like winnie the pooh is sacred to me <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i'm also like yeah i love the banana splits movie, so like, you know winnie the pooh is we've kind of talked about this since since winnie the pooh himself is coming to sioux falls uh at supercon we're gonna be plugging supercon i think a lot when we do this um probably (laughs) we talked about this a little bit you and i um you were definitely more of a pooh fan than i was uh i didn't Mm -hmm. really watch when that much winnie the pooh when i was growing up so i don't really have a a childhood connection as i would say if they did like a mickey mouse slasher movie yeah where i'm like mickey mouse to me is like this wholesome character where you can't really touch that um yeah here i'm like yeah let's watch winnie the pooh (laughs) hack up christopher robin let's do it um yeah why not this sounds fun i think they're they the same group that did this movie is doing like a bambi horror movie like i sure why not I'm more excited for that. That one, but... that one I'm a little bit more excited <laughs> for, actually, because I don't care about Bambi. <laughs> you have to imagine that movie's going to be like Bambi's going after the people that killed his mom, right? Yeah, I'm all <laughs> for that, because that's going to be that's gonna be like a, you know, Bambi coming after hunters going, you shot my mom, yeah. and like killing him. <laughs> John Wick with a deer. Goring him with his horns, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I, I'll I'll probably be checking this out in the theater. Uh if not, I'll check it out on, on VOD. But yeah, this sounds like a fun way to use an IP that just entered the public domain and uh really get some aw- awesome marketing behind your movie because oh, yeah. uh any other time Talk with about strike and while the iron's hot. Yeah, uh I've watched the trailer. I don't know if you have. It looks very I much have, like a, yeah. it's a low budget slasher movie. Uh, it's just the fact that it's called Winnie the Pooh. Um, yep. That's going to get people in seats and good Blood on them. And honey. <laughs> good on them. Good on the filmmakers for this movie. Uh, we talked about this one uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, Scream yeah. 6 comes out March 31st of this year. Um, I think we're both excited for it. I don't really have much yeah. else to say about it. No, I'm just pissed that I have to wait all the way to the end of March to see it. When did a uh, five come out? Was that the end of January this year? Five was like the beginning of January. It okay. was one of the first new releases of the new year. I remember seeing that mm-hmm. one like really shortly after New Year's. Yeah. I'm curious how how Scream 6 will do in March, especially if like we're kind of speculating it might take place around Halloween. I wonder if it would have done yeah. better in the fall, but I guess we'll we'll see. See how well it does. I know because the last one that released at this time was Scream 4 because it released on my like the weekend of my 18th birthday and it flopped in the theaters Mm -hmm. that's why we didn't get a Scream 5 for so many years so I hope they uh I hope they really know what they're doing with this (laughs) yeah I do too I I like this uh, franchise I'd like to see it continue yeah I think this is definitely a franchise that the younger generation has really accepted the younger generation of horror fans those in high school college aged kids um oh yeah i think scream has kind of become that franchise so i think it'll i mean i would hope still do well and jenna ortega is a draw at this point i feel like um she's she's gonna be all over that marketing going going forward after wednesday now especially after wednesday and i mean she was having a banner year even before wednesday yeah like 
she's the like scream queen of, of 2022 yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked to just see more of her in anything so yeah i hope they i hope they market the hell out of we have jenna ortega mm-hmm. <laughs> especially uh, since they won't be able to do that with neve campbell yeah i know i think i I think we'll get a cameo. That's all I'm going to say. I think we're going to get a cameo. You think? We'll get at least an... I think it'll be an after credit scene setting up the next one, but I think she'll mm-hmm. show up in some way. Uh, another movie that I think is going to be purely marketed on one singular actor. This is uh, coming out the next month, April 14th. This is Renfield. And what actor am I talking yeah. about? Nicholas freaking Cage. Williams. <laughs> Nicholas Holt. Yeah. No, Nicholas yeah, no. freaking Cage as Dracula. Yeah. As this Universal Universal Dracula. You've seen the like set photos of him in his makeup and everything, yes. right? Beautiful. Looks incredible. Cinema. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the I'm per- the for like Renfield. purple velvet uh, yeah. outfit that he's wearing. It's yeah, this is going to purely be sold, I think, on Nicolas Cage's Dracula. I'm surprised we have not gotten this movie already. But the fact that we're getting it now, where Nicolas Cage is like going all in every time he shows up, I think is perfect. Yeah. Um, well, if you look at all of these two, like Scream 6 already has a trailer. The next movie we're talking about, which comes out a whole week after it, is already posting behind the scenes photos and a trailer mm-hmm. is supposedly on the way. I bet we're getting a Renfield trailer soon yeah. and I cannot wait. I want to see like, uh, I want to see what this is going to be. You know, it's, it's so interesting. And it's told from the perspective of my favorite character in the original mm-hmm. Dwight Fry's, you know, Renfield. Now, Nick Holt is Renfield. I really liked him in the menu. He was good. Maybe he'll be a good Renfield. I also liked him in Mad Max Fury Road. So I feel like, I feel like this will be a good, like, this is a good cast. It's a stacked mm-hmm. cast. And you have Nick Cage's Dracula holding it all together. You're right. That's the only selling point they need for this movie. Yeah. People are going to see Nick Cage's Dracula and it's going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the first Universal monster movie we're getting since Invisible Man, correct? I believe so, yeah. So uh, this, uh, I think, will kind of be a tone setter alongside that one. Um, but this one isn't with Blumhouse like that one was, though, either. This is a straight-up universal yeah. movie. I think this will been... be a trendsetter for what they're going to be doing going forward because we do have a couple other projects that are... I don't think anything else is shooting right now that I can think of, but I know there's a, been a bunch announced, so I guess we'll kind of see. I'm still waiting for the Ryan Gosling, Lee Winnell, Wolfman. Yeah. Like... And I know don't James put that one on ice. <laughs> and I know James Wan has been attached to Frankenstein for a while. I don't know if yeah. that's actually happening. Karen Kusama Dracula yeah. at one point. Like, I want all of these movies. The Paul, the Paul Feig Monster Mash. Yeah, the one where it was like <laughs> it sounded like it was gonna be Monster Squad, essentially. Yeah. Like it sounded like Paul Feig just wanted to do Monster Squad. I'm like, let Paul Feig do Monster Squad. So I don't know. We'll see. I think this will be a trendsetter for what Universal wants to do going forward. Uh, it will show up. 
I th- I think they will. It's the uh, it, the Nicolas Cage Dracula selling point. I think will will definitely yeah. sell that movie. Um, the 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 next one, like I said, these aren't in, in any order for most anticipated, but this one's my most anticipated. Uh, coming I'm out the next week. Oh my god, I can't wait. We're gonna get Nicolas Cage's Dracula, and then Evil Dead Rise the next week, April twenty first. Oh my god! Correct me if I'm wrong. That one might be a streaming one, right? No, it is during that whole HBO Discovery debacle of them canceling movies such as Scoob Two, um, and the Batgirl movie. This is one of the ones that I think benefited from it. It's going to get a theatrical only. Oh damn! Okay, I didn't realize that. That is exciting. Mm -hmm. I've never seen an Evil Dead movie in the theater. Oh wait, no, never mind. I watched both of them, both of the first two at the state yeah. late nights. So hopefully, God, <laughs> maybe with this new one coming out, they'll play Army of Darkness and the uh, the super underrated 2013 remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a remake either, I guess, whatever you want to call it. It's a great movie. But this movie, um, I think Bruce Campbell has officially said he's retired from playing any live action version of ash which i think at this point which means animated sequence in the middle of evil dead rise yeah why not (laughs) uh i i think that's the best route to go for these movies going forward to go animated yeah (laughs) no to, to 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 just let ash retire and and move on with other characters i think that's the best route to go going forward yeah Agreed. Uh, from what i've been hearing this is like demons 2 but with evil dead it's in a high-rise apartment yeah like, yeah count me in this sounds awesome all the all the photos that i've seen like all the all the stills and things look incredible like mm-hmm. i'm like yeah this looks this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun but it looks like it's going to be scary as yeah. hell too like i think tonally going forward for this series i think the 2013 movie the fede alvarez one is the kind of the tone you should kind of look at mm-hmm. especially the second half of that movie where i still think it has that biting kind of mean-spirited yeah. sense of humor yeah. that the first evil dead has um before it gets yeah, like you don't slapsticky. see it as much in the first half of the reboot yeah. or reimagining or whatever but yeah it's the second half where that movie to me really comes alive mm-hmm. i don't know if i like it as much as you i haven't watched it in quite some time though but yeah it wasn't until like the very end not the very end but like the the second half of that mm-hmm. movie where i was like okay this rules yeah. <laughs> so i think we're gonna get some scary slash zany deadite stuff going on in this movie super excited for it yeah like you said sam i think we're gonna get a trailer really soon for that movie yeah oh yeah uh next Uh, next one i'm curious what you think of um this comes out july 7th um it is patrick wilson's uh first uh directorial effort if i'm not mistaken he's directing yeah 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 this is insidious five which i believe takes place uh after insidious one and two so picking up from that storyline with the i don't remember the family's name rose Byrne and patrick wilson they're they're family. so theoretically you won't have to have watched three or four i don't th- i would assume you wouldn't have to huh well then that's good news for me because i have not seen three or four huh? i'm not i'm not a massive fan of these movies um i know that 
you love insidious and you think it's very scary mm-hmm. and the first one weirdly enough just bores me there's the sequence the laundry sequence is the laundry that she's doing where you see the person in the background where it's the tracking shot where she's like yeah yeah she's yeah, like taking I out the really, garbage and back in the house yeah, yeah yes i love that sequence mm-hmm. incredible but like man i otherwise i just i find myself kind of flatlining with that movie i don't know if it's because it like revolves around the comic's kid for a while but like something about it just like disconnects me mm-hmm. you know and I, but the second one i remember thinking like it was creepy is pretty good did james Wan also direct that one yes or was that a different yeah i thought he yep. directed that one and then i haven't seen three or four okay. just because like the first two were okay but they weren't like anything huge to me. This one picking up right after, I might go see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Plus, I want to see what Patrick Wilson's like as a director. Uh, dude's been making movies that I love for a long time, so I'm sure he's picked up some cool stuff along the way. The better question is, what are you feeling about this? Because you're a massive fan of this series. Yeah, I love this series. I, I, I This is one of, if not my favorite, like ongoing horror series, at least modern um mm-hmm. the first one is one of the scariest movies of all time in my opinion uh, every time i watch it still sends shivers down my spine i think it's that scary uh especially the scene you're talking about where it's this yeah. little boy in the house ghost boy and roseburn doesn't see him like standing in the corners and stuff terrifying terrifying stuff two is a lot of fun uh we should probably just do an episode on the insidious series sam I would love to. I will watch them again and see if they can. Like, yeah. I want to like these movies more than I do. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if we talk about them, they they'll work a little better. Who knows? But yeah. I think three and like it's. I think it is diminishing returns for each movie. Um, three is Lee Winnell takes over for okay. James. Um, yeah, that's right. A prequel. Um, and then the fourth one is also a prequel. But a sequel. Both to the- of those center around like kind of Lin Shay, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. And I love Lin Shay, so I would yeah. want to. I like. I would watch those. Those are I'd her movies. One hundred percent her movies. Yeah. Well, we should do an Insidious episode sometime mm-hmm. then, because I would like to. I would like to check that out. Yeah, I Maybe really we can around July. <laughs> be on the lookout, I guess, <laughs> for our Insidious uh, episode. Yeah, I'm super excited for this one. Um, I think that was something kind of missing in the three and four was the family of Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what Patrick Wilson does. This is, yeah. I mean, must be a franchise he's at least really wanting to get back to, to direct for the first time. So I'm excited yeah. to see what, what he brings to the table. Yeah. Cause he's, I mean, he, it's not like he, is in a lot of things he does kind of pick and choose projects i feel like he's not he's not someone who's in four or five things a year um so for him to dedicate like directing as well as you know presumably starring in it that's that's a big undertaking Mm -hmm. so and i think the james wan aspect of it i james will be producing this and i think probably asked patrick if he wanted to to take over for directing for it or maybe vice versa patrick pitched him an idea or something like that so yeah the next one i think is gonna be your your uh more of your bag sam yeah the next one's 100 my bag the next one is the nun 2 uh scheduled to release on september 8th 
you are a big fan of the the first nun if i'm not mistaken yep yep uh i yeah i freaking love the nun um i understand why people don't though like that's definitely a movie where i watch it and i'm like yeah i get it but also it just works for me uh I love the the creepy gothic atmosphere, the like kind of hammer horror type of vibes mm-hmm. that it has. I love that it's actually like filmed on location. Uh, and I just think there are a couple of really banger uh, scare sequences. And I think it's really funny when Tysa Farmiga levels up like Avengers style by taking her oath as a nun and it like has the superhero music playing and she's putting on like all the habit and all that and you're like yeah <laughs> um so yeah I, and the nun 2 i don't know if this tips your interest any but uh the nun 2 is actually written by um the i want to say it's alica cooper akila cooper uh who wrote um malignant with james wan and this year's meg or uh, the upcoming okay okay so you know if that in any way kind of said it like piques your interest uh yeah the nun 2 has been on my it's it's been a most anticipated one for me for a while because i yeah and then when i found out that it was the writer from those I was like, yeah, okay. I'm like so in on this. (laughs) That does pique my interest a little bit more. Um, Because I know you don't care for the nun as much. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't love the first nun. Uh, I thought the atmosphere, like you said, the the production design and set design of the movie is pretty damn incredible. Just thought the scares in the story just didn't work. It's also my least favorite part of The Conjuring 2 is the nun. I agree with that, actually. So, I, yeah. um, I don't know. I do think I'm going to put my my flag in the ground for this statement here, that the Conjuring universe is the second best cinematic universe existing right now. I think that I don't think there's any question about that, in my opinion, where you have the Marvel the first, the, the Marvel cinematic universe. Come on. After Phase Four, though, they're not great, but they're still better than <laughs> anyone else is doing right now. Am I wrong? No, you're you're still <laughs> you're still right, but <laughs> but I think the Conjuring universe is probably the second best, including all the Conjuring movies, the Nun, the Annabelles. Um, yeah. That's what kind of worries me, though, is that Michael Chavez is taking over um, for the sequel here, and he did yeah. the Curse of uh, Yeah Yorona, La Yorona, and the very forgettable Conjuring Three. Um, so that's Here's what, what I'm hoping though. worried about the, the script is weird enough that we get a William Brent Bell situation like with Orphan First Kill yeah you know what I mean like mm-hmm. where like William Brent Bell is not a director who like is ever going to make a movie that's wow incredible he's an I auteur mean? of cinema Sam William <laughs> Brent Bell William Brent Bell director of one of my favorite movies Stay Alive um <laughs> I love I love some William Brembell movies. Um, I have no qualms about it though. He's and the boy, not the a boy great. too. Yeah, I, okay, I like the boy. The boy I haven't seen fun. the boy too. Um, <laughs> I remember nothing about it. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping like 
that's a good enough script that it can overcome a director that sometimes comes off as lackluster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's, that's my hope for the nun too. Mm -hmm. Speaking of directors that sometimes come off as lackluster next up is October 13th <laughs> remake slash sequel to the exorcist. The first of three movies directed by horror auteur, David Gordon Green. What do you think of this, Casey? You you can you can start this. One. I can. Uh, I'll start by saying, yeah, I, I I've made it no secret, um, and I'll make it no secret here. Not a fan of his uh, latest two Halloween movies that he did, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Um, made those made me less excited to watch him make three Exorcist movies. Um, I don't know what we're gonna be doing with this one. Not sure what else we can do with the Exorcist series. Like, I don't know what else in this world we can do. The first one is, in many cases, the greatest horror movie of all time. And then you have the second one. Third one is really great. Exorcist 3 is really good. Um, I don't know what we're going to do with this. So from what I've been hearing, it is a direct sequel to the first so i don't yeah i don't know what we're gonna do with that i don't know i'm very hesitant i'll be watching it just because it's the exorcist but i don't know what to expect um i'm you know i'm excited for this too i'm i <laughs> my issues with halloween kills aside i really like his his halloween trilogy um i know we're on opposite ends of the spectrum with ends though yeah. um and we're kind of, I feel like we're fairly similar with this Halloween 18, where we both like it, but recognize that it has some issues. Right? Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's a perfect movie. I think it's the best of the three, but I don't know if you do. But Yeah. I think Halloween Ends is my favorite, but I think that's more like personal preference mm -hmm. rather than like quality, you know? My thing is going into this movie, The Exorcist, now that it is a planned trilogy, which I assumed the Halloween series was as well, unless he lucked into that, I don't know. But I'm hoping he has a set story he wants to tell through three movies instead yeah. of what feels like three very, very, very different movies that don't connect at all with the Halloween trilogy he made. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I like The Exorcist. I've not watched it in quite a while. Honestly, like, you could say that I've never watched The Exorcist because what? the only time I've watched The Exorcist is on those YouTube things when I was like a kid, you know, like the the like piece by piece ones. Um, and I remember sequences that really scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've never watched it since. I love The Exorcist 3. It's got one of the greatest jump scares of all time. And I actually think the movie itself is really, is very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what David Gordon Green does with it. This isn't one that I'm going to like rush out to see right away, though. Like, I noticed that this comes out on October 13th. Presumably, Friday the 13th, part four, will be playing at the state that night. So I will have a different engagement. Um, <laughs> I don't even like part four that much, but what? I'm going to see all of those at no, Sam part is, four is one of my least favorite Friday the 13th You are an in, in, insane <laughs> person who has never watched The Exorcist besides YouTube clips in 10-minute increments and hates uh, uh, Friday the 13th part four. 
the second best Friday the 13th movie. That second act is terrible, man. It's so boring. It's so boring. Uh, You don't like watching Crispin Glover dance? No. I mean, he's fine. He's fine in it. Like all of the all of the teenagers are fine in that movie. <laughs> Insane. Insane. I know. That's maybe my hottest take in the Friday the 13th series, but I I got to be true to it. I it's just not the one I'm going to reach for. I don't understand when people say it's the quintessential F13 movie. I, it's not for me. I might agree with that statement. Not your statement, the the statement that it's the quintessential one. Yeah, anyway, no. anyway, I think I think two still is, even if it doesn't have the hockey mask. But uh, the last one here we have in our top ten, though, Sam, uh, another long running yeah. horror franchise. Uh, first, Jason had his his X, Jason X. Uh, now we're getting Saw X in October uh, twenty twenty three, October twenty I. I would love to see this in space um i haven't watched the 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 chris rock version spiral i haven't watched spiral yet uh i like spiral i don't love this franchise Mm -hmm. though either i've seen all of i i binge watched all of them i think i've seen the first two multiple times Mm -hmm. but i'm like i'm not those are the best ones yeah i'm not reaching for for that box set when i'm wanting to watch a horror series I'm ex- I'll go check this one out, but I'm not like clamoring for a new Saw movie though either. Yeah, I get that. I so Spiral kind of reinvigorated my love of the. I I fell off around four. Um, I really liked the first two. I remember watching Saw two. I think Saw two was my first one, and I was like, "Oh my god, this one is really good." And, uh, you know, it was gory, but it was like, there was also a story there. There were characters. I think it's um, the, the best first one. one's. Saw two. See, I think the first one's still my favorite, but I do like, yeah, two does some cool things that two does some things better than one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. After, after three, though, it fell off. And I don't know how many of the sequels that I've seen after three. Um, I know that I started four. I tried to re-binge them all after a spiral and I made it to about four again. And I was like, ah, I don't know. After the first two, they just kind of fall off for me. And I don't, I, I have a hard time like forcing myself to watch them, you know? Uh, that said, spiral was really good. Um, I love the concept of these movies. And so, yeah, I'm going to see Sonic's in theaters, especially if we get a trailer and it turns out it is in space. I'm going to watch Saw in space. Yeah, if they yeah, if they want me to go see it opening weekend, buy my tickets now. Uh, Billy the puppet needs to be sent to space. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, all right. That is our top ten. Sam, should we talk about some of these honorable mentions that uh, don't have a release yeah. date as of right now? Yeah, some of these. I'm two of these. I'm very worried about. <laughs> um. So, so the first one, I'm gonna throw it to you first here for uh salem's lot the the theatrical remake of the movie is supposed to be coming out here in 2023 have you seen the original tv movie salem's lot yes i love the original have you seen it i have it's been it's been a while though okay so i love this movie i i own it on blu-ray and i you know it's 
it's not one I watch every year, but like spooky season comes around and it's always one that I like pull off the shelf because like I might watch this. The only reason I don't every year is because it's a very long movie, you know, it's like a three hour TV movie, but it's very good. Um, I love the book. It was one of my first Stephen King books. I read it right around the time I was confirmed and I carried the crucifix that my parents gave me around in my backpack for the rest of the school year. Uh, I, I love this book. I heard Gary Dauberman was doing it, who, you know, directed my favorite Annabelle movie, Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, he's good for like gothic, tense, scary set pieces then. I, I love this idea. And then everything happened at Warner Brothers and now this movie doesn't have a release date anymore. And I'm getting real worried because I just, man, Gary Dauberman doing, doing Salem's Lot would be dream come true for me, I think. But yeah. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think, I think this, this was definitely a movie that was put into production because of the success of the, it movies uh one yeah, and two and gary doberman uh wrote both of those um yes he's heavily involved in the warner brothers horror uh group of movies including the james wan conjuring universe um i believe he wrote the first conjuring if i'm not mistaken alongside annabelle so. directing annabelle comes home i could be wrong um mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's kind of, he, he's probably the guy to be making this movie if your name isn't Mike Flanagan. Like, Mike yeah. Flanagan's the go-to oh, yeah. Stephen King guy. Um, he's about the only other person I would be like, he's about the only person I'd be like, yeah, he could replace Gary Dauberman. Like, yeah. I just, I think, I think, like you said, Dauberman wrote both of the It movies. He he understands King. He understands the, the like, tone that you need to go for. And yeah, I think, yeah. Sorry, I stepped yeah. on you though. No, I I don't know what else to say because I'm curious what's going to go down at Warner Brothers. Um, where their thought process is, um, with having like Evil Dead go from HBO Max release to a theatrical release. Why haven't we heard the same for Salem's yeah. Lot? Um, and maybe they're just trying to figure out a release strategy for it. Um, I think. I don't know. I, I almost wanted to say release it in a November time frame, but you look at Dr. Sleep, which was released in a yeah. November time frame and completely flopped. Um, so who knows? Maybe not maybe for lack on, of trying. I saw that three hour movie in the theater twice. <laughs> I, I, I was there. I think you and I were probably in the same screening of that movie. We, uh, <laughs> at least one of them. Um, yeah. But but I think Salem's Lot might fall into a straight to HBO Max once they figure out what they're doing with HBO yeah. and Discovery merging together, which, which I don't I'd think is okay a bad with thing. That. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at like, look at Prey and Hellraiser. Look. Yeah, I, I think horror, horror is safe when it goes to streaming. I think that's a good place for it. Um like you said with with prey coming out this year on hulu or fresh or yeah smile uh, no smile got a theatrical release but that yeah was smile was gonna be paramount and then they yeah. put it to theatrical they and that's that's the thing like well texas chainsaw massacre on netflix yeah. too like these legacy horror movies have been coming to like these smaller like takes on them have been coming to to streaming and 
become huge hits. You know, they're, they're the, everybody was talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre all weekends. Everybody was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, Hellraiser all weekend. Everybody was yeah. talking about, and I think if you release something, it, it might not be like a legacy sequel, but it's a Stephen King adaptation. Though Stephen King might as well be his own cinematic universe at yeah. this point. You know, people show up to those movies unless it's Dr. Sleep. Or Firestarter. Yeah, but Firestarter was bad. <laughs> uh, the next one I'll leave up to you too because I don't think yeah. I ever read this as a kid. Um, oh. But it is a it's a movie that's kind of stuck in in post production hell right now. This movie was supposed to be released at least the last two years. Two years, yeah. Um, that movie is Dark Harvest. So again, no yeah. theatrical or any streaming uh, release date for this movie yet. Yeah. And this, this one bums me out because it's the guy it's David Slade Mm -hmm. who did 30 days of night, which is such an underrated movie. Um, Dark Harvest is based on a book by Norman Partridge. It's like a young adult horror novel, very quick read. Um, And it's like quintessential scarecrow horror. It's all about the October boy coming to life every Halloween. And all the boys in town are starved for like a week and then let loose on Halloween night to hunt down the October boy. And whoever kills the October boy gets a one-way ticket out of town. Like it's set in this small town in the 60s, blah, blah, blah. That's the only way you get out of town is if you kill the October boy. And from there, it just twists and turns and the rituals are not exactly there for the reasons you think they are. And through this like, main character you start to realize that this town's traditions are are rotting it from the inside out and uh it's just an incredible read it it packs so much in a very short number of pages and it's very cinematic like the first time i read this book when i was in like seventh grade i was like oh my god this would make the best movie and when I found out that David Slade was making that movie, I was like, hell yeah, like he could do it. He would be, he would be a good choice for it. And I've been thinking that for like almost three <laughs> years now. And I'm like, I just want to see this movie, man. Like, oh, Casey, like, I know you don't read, but the book is incredible. How. And <laughs> <laughs> now I don't think I've ever read that. I remember it though. I remember yeah. it when, when I was like in the library and stuff. But uh, yeah, this movie has been on my radar for, like you said, almost three years now. Yeah. Um, this seems kind of ripe to go like to Netflix or something, right? It does. Right away. Like, so I, I'd be curious uh, if a streaming service picks this one up this year um, or what is going on with it that it hasn't been released yet, at least a VOD or something. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, from, from what I understand, this movie is done in the can, ready to go. And mm-hmm. has been for a while so oh yeah it's, it's been in post for yeah it's just in that post-production purgatory i guess i feel like we're gonna have a trick-or-treat situation here where this movie finally gets released to to no fanfare and then three years from now everybody will be like dark harvest you need to check out this underrated yep. horror movie you're gonna have october boy statues and yeah. like spirit halloween and all that kind of stuff yeah. oh yeah for sure for sure uh the last one here that we have for like honorable mention 
is is the first of again another trilogy that is supposed to be coming yeah. out. It is Rennie Harlan's remake sequel, his take on rebootish, the rebootish uh, <laughs> of the Strangers. Um, man, uh, Strangers Pray at Night is one of my favorite slash movies the last couple of years. Still don't yep. think it gets enough love. That movie is super underrated. Um, and again, I think. Th- for me the first movie is really the legacy of it is a a line at the end of the movie more than anything else um whereas strange it's a little dry getting to the end of it yeah yeah that movie is the line of because you were home like that's yes that's why that movie still has a legacy today strangers pray at night is this throwback 80s neon fueled slasher um yeah I'm excited. All timer kill sequence in the pool. Yeah, that is an incredible uh, sequence. Yeah. I love it. And another Drake and Josh reference. The little girl or the the main (laughs) final girl that movie is the little girl in Merry Christmas, Drake or Drake and Josh. Is she really? (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, but Rennie Harlan's the strangers. Um, I like Rennie Harlan. He directed Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I love that movie. I think he's a Didn't fine he do director. makeup on like a bunch of other stuff too? Or is he, I don't know. I feel like I hear the name Rennie Harlan so much. He and I know I a, like. Yeah, he has been around a very, very long time. Um, Sam, a favorite of yours, I believe. Deep Blue Sea. That's right. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why I was thinking of him. I'm like, okay, Rennie Harlan. I know I, there's like <laughs> one movie from Rennie Harlan that is like, a massive sam movie and it's deep blue sea that movie fucking rules <laughs> or the covenant which is a movie you have recommended to me yes 2006 oh my god yeah, you by gotta watch that one. Yeah. yep um but yeah yeah he's kind of just like this journeyman director which is why i was surprised they're like yeah here's three movies for you Rennie harlan <laughs> yeah like, what? it's kind of crazy have, you're gonna have the die hard two guy make a bunch of strangers movies like all right why not hey die hard 2 is i like die hard 2 like the third best die hard movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but my number two might be different than your number two there's only a one number two sam live free or die hard get out of here (laughs) i don't know i'm excited for this uh yeah yeah why not get yeah i'm more excited for rennie harlan's the strangers trilogy than i am david gordon green's the exorcist trilogy oh unquestionably (laughs) i like there's no competition like i like david gordon green's halloween movies but i don't care about his exorcist trilogy that much (laughs) like rennie harlan's the strangers hell yeah we're striking the exorcist from our top 10 the strangers is going here instead (laughs) why not Oh, man cool that's it uh yeah. we did it we did it uh we're gonna be at the theater for these so if you're 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 also planning to check these out uh there's yeah there's a solid 10 movies to be checking out uh again theatrical for all these movies um so again but uh who knows what'll pop up as those streaming releases those shutter originals i think those are always the ones that kind of come in under the radar the ones that hit the festival circuits and then end up on. oh yeah what's that skinamarink that's coming soon yeah that one sounds interesting i 
I know nothing about it, and I've heard it's terrifying, and I'm like, I cannot wait to watch that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. All of my favorite horror movies of the year typically end up being ones that I didn't know about at this yeah. point in the year before, you know? So it's yep. like, all right. You know, Megan might be up there, but I guarantee you there's going to be like nine other movies that knock the rest of these off of it because that's just how it goes. I was just going to say, if we do a, an end of year episode, <laughs> I, I think a majority of these won't be talked about on just <laughs> yeah. because of not because they'll be bad just because we'll have a bunch of yeah. other movies we haven't heard of yet it's always the movies that just surprise you that are yeah. that stick with you i think it's always so. the christmas bloody christmases of the year that uh, <laughs> yeah the ones uh, that come in right at the end and knock steal your, your heart knock your sockings <laughs> off all right sam i think that's it that's it we did it we, we did, did it. a podcast episode we did it's been a while it has been a while i think uh, we 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 did all right hopefully everybody enjoyed it um yeah yeah i don't know what our topic is for next time but we'll have another episode here like we said at the top of the show two weeks from now two um, weeks from now should we do some we're, go ahead we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants yeah. to start this with because we just wanted to like we were like we can plan this or we can just do it and so we're just doing it you yeah. know we miss talking so, about horror movies. It gives yeah. us a, an excuse to sit around for an hour and a half and just shoot the shoot the shit about horror, which is something we 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 like to do anyway. So, yeah. um, Sam, question. Yeah. What do you got to plug? What is Sam Lens doing outside of starting this brand new podcast? Oh my gosh, um, I'm doing a few things. Uh, for one, you can always follow me at Slens Art on Instagram, or you can follow my comic strip, The Ghoul Fields, at The Ghoul Fields on Instagram. Uh, I just released a Christmas special called Sally Scare Santa to Death. I like it a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. I hope you have fun watching or reading it. If you do so, choose. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's my big plug. And then Casey and I are also working on a few cool things in the film community we've always got the uh, the film uh the filmmaker roundtables and meetups that we're doing which casey you probably know the date for the next one but it is escaping my mind no I, do we I not have a date yet? i do not have a date for january yet uh i think okay. the plan is to move them to saturday mornings oh okay just okay. so we can maybe get some more people yeah uh, especially now that the weather is awful yeah we give people a, a little bit more time instead of at night when they're when it's not fun to drive in this type of weather um, yeah absolutely but if you want to figure out when those are uh you can check us out south dakota film community group because yeah. that's where me and sam are in the lovely <laughs> lovely terrain of south dakota where it feels like we're in the thing yes all times it's awful which is also a movie I watched in the last week. <laughs> hey, Sam, we lived the thing. I don't think. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, plugs for me. You can follow me, uh, Casey Kelderman on Letterboxd. Uh, drop little reviews for everything I watch there. Um, and then one other thing we should plug for what me and Sam are working on. Uh, we are the film festival guys, coordinators. Uh, guys. Guys. For Supercon <laughs> here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is going to be coming up at the end of September, the first uh, 
first weekend of October, last weekend of September. Um, yeah. We're going to be having some cool horror things going down there. Um, Hell yeah. Look out for that. So we'll be plugging that as we get a little closer to the, to the show, too. Yeah, absolutely. You might actually hear some. No, never mind. I won't tease anything else. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. They might. Um, yeah, go over to the Supercon page. They are teasing a guest right now that I think you'll probably be able to figure out. Uh, there are four clues that I think that you should, at this point, be able to figure out who the uh, who the next guest they're bringing out is, and it's pretty freaking exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool guest, and lots more to come. So uh, yep. we'll talk about them as soon as they they announce them. So we'll talk about them on our on our show too. So yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Sam, let's uh, wrap up episode one here. Thank you all for listening. Again, check us out in a couple weeks. Episode two, we'll be uh, talking about a new topic and new horror news and anything else horror related. Um, Yeah, I guess I don't have a sign off. What's our sign off here, right here live on air, Sam? What's the sign off? Not my hunky boys. (laughs) No? That'll work. I guess that'll work. Thank you all for listening. Check you out next time. Later, hunky boys. Later, hunky boys. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.